We're going to be live in three, two, one. Hello and welcome everyone to the No Outlet Podcast. And let me tell you something, guys. Some guests are much harder to get than others. And this one, this was a doozy. A ton of agents, lawyers, deep cover operatives. uh, But we got him. Uh, I've known this guy for over 30 years. We went to high school together. We went to college together. He was in my wedding party. I was lucky enough to to be in his as well. Uh, He was my roommate uh, for two years in college. And I can say without a shadow of a doubt that he is unlike anyone else that I have ever met. And he marches to the beat of his own drum. There's no doubt. He does not care what you think. And he has no time. For your shenanigans, but we are lucky enough to have him on the No Outlet podcast today. So please help me give a warm welcome to the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Brian Van Wagner. Brian, how are you? Oh, I'm great. That's great. <laughs> That's good. All right, we're going to play a game called Twenty <laughs> Questions, and it always starts. Oh, and just just let you know, I I do care. I really do. Okay. <laughs> I do care about what people think about me. So go ahead. Sorry. I cut you off there. Hey, people change. I, I appreciate that. It's called evolution. Yeah. We're going to play a game called 20 questions. Okay. And it always starts the exact same way. And that's with question number one. Do you believe in the power of positive thinking? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, yes. Uh, you know, a million people can tell you you can't do it. It's that one person that can tell you that you can, you know. Yeah. They always say that, but yes, absolutely. I love that answer, Brian. That is good shit. All right, question number yep. two. Uh, how much of a myth uh, is the constant rainfall that we always hear about in Seattle? Uh, it's not a, It's not a myth. Uh, it, it gets pretty gloomy here. Uh, okay. But but the summer times are this is the best best weather anywhere in the yeah. summer here. It, it is. It, you got about four and a half months of just absolutely perfect weather. Yeah, I've been out there about, a few times. Once with with you, we went to a wedding in the summer, and that was oh my god, it was gorgeous, just perfect perfect weather. And then I was out two winters ago when you guys had that fluke snowstorm when there was like two feet of snow and no one knew what to do with it. Um, right, but that never the, that you guys almost never get a lot of snow like that, right? No, no, about once every two years, three years, we get, we get you know about a foot, but then it's gone the next day. So the reason why I asked that it'll question, shut down. Go ahead. It'll shut down the whole city, though. That's for sure. Oh yeah, that was what I mean. You guys just didn't. I mean, probably because you don't have plows, but nobody was plowing. It was just like the, they just let no, the snow no. sit there. Yeah. sit and wait but the reason why i asked the question was you've you've been out there for a long time and i remember when you first first moved out there you were like oh everyone talks about how much it it snows out here or it rains out here but it really doesn't um and so i just wanted to make sure that that was still the case it sounds like it does get gloomy but it's not as bad and to your point just like new england right the winters suck and then the summers are are great right yeah. pretty much yep Pretty much. All right, so let's talk about the drivers in Seattle, Washington. Uh, you've driven in New Hampshire. You've driven in Massachusetts. You've driven, obviously, out in Seattle. Are they better or worse drivers than out on the East Coast? I, 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 they're definitely worse. Uh, I just think it's because so many people are from somewhere else, and they all have moved here, and uh, it's, it's just what it is. I, I, I don't know why, but yeah. they can't use a turn signal. And I don't know, but yeah, well, it is a myth to me as well. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I know that New Hampshire drivers, look, we're both from, I know you came from New York to New Hampshire, but you're, you're a New Hampshire guy. And so am I. And we all like to think that we're like the best drivers on the planet. Meanwhile, there are shitty drivers in every state, Massachusetts people are a little bit more aggressive. And I was wondering if like in Seattle, if they were a little bit more laid back and like less attentive to what's happening. Um, or not? I, I think that could be that could be a, a big problem. A majority of the problem, yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't figured that one out, yeah. and neither is my wife or my <laughs> friends. But I, I don't know. I think it's just because everybody's from somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there's some pretty funky. But, I mean, 
it's an interesting, I, I love Seattle and it's kind of cool the way it's set up. And it's a little bit like, you know, like the better parts of Boston, New York is laid out like a grid. And there's some of that, but then there's also some old school, like port town village t- kind of setups where you got to, you got to kind of know where you're going. So maybe a lot of people are not sure where they're actually headed to who knows. All right, listen, so we were kids of the 70s and 80s. You are now um, uh, a parent uh, of a a teenager. Um, Do you think it's harder to be a parent now or when we were teenagers? Uh, I I think it's probably harder now. Yeah. I mean, I I, I did a lot of stuff when I was a kid. I mean, and I I don't see... It's my stepson, Charlie. I, I just don't see him doing as much as I used to do. I mean, I, I would be on my bicycle all day long, gone for hours and hours. And it just seems like it's that's not possible these days. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What's that? Okay, sorry. Uh, yeah, we also live in a city, too. So, you know, you, you got to take the good with the bad. So I love the fact you've got an assistant on this interview. This is That's good shit. You're going to need one in a little bit. Um, oh, great. no, no, no. So, but let's talk about that because I, I, everybody who I have on the show that has kids, I ask the same question and I always say the same thing when it comes to my kids. I got lucky in that, you know, my kids are now 23 and 26. So I was able to avoid the bulk of the social media, you know, avalanche that's now. Upon oh, us. right. And that, I, I think that in and of itself would be the most challenging thing for any parent to keep up with, because by the time you think you have it covered there's some other way that that they can share information there's some other way that they're distracted and there's a lot of screen time like you were saying when we were kids it was you know get in your bike and go go to the beach go play tennis go play golf go play some go do something baseball whatever it was and now there's just so many things to do that don't involve leaving anybody's house whether it's your house or a friend's house so in some ways you could make the argument well they're they're less to worry about because they're staying put but then you wonder yeah but what are they seeing on all the devices that right they're, that they're on you know right I mean? yeah no i agree that's that's a good way to put it they're you know you don't know what they're they're missing a lot but but then again they don't know what they're missing you know so yeah that's true all right here's a math question and uh i know that you thought there was going to be no math on this but here's a math question how many empty beer cans can you fit on the ceiling of, of a college dorm room <laughs> quite a few with double-sided tape milwaukee's path <laughs> the, the best part we actually even though it sounds like the stupidest idea of all time and it probably was uh and it was a real pain in the ass getting down and i think we lost some security deposit but where i was going with this was the first couple that we put up we just kind of shook them out empty and then we put them up and realized that even if you empty a beer can there's a little bit of residue and that residue started to stink. And the worse the beer was, the worse that stink was. And to your point, Milwaukee's best, uh, golden anniversary, peels, blats, whatever the crap beer of the day was, it started to reek in there. So you were the, the smart one that figured out in the room, okay, guys, if we're going to keep doing this, we got to wash this shit out. So you had this whole system where they were emptied and they weren't ever crushed. And then we bring them all down to the... The kitchen, you'd wash them all out, dry them out, put them up. And we got like three quarters of the way, and I forget what it was. I, f- I forget if it was the RA or the RD or if it was a tour. But someone finally saw it and was like, you guys got to take that shit down. You can't yeah, – that can't stay up here anymore. And it was such a bitch getting down because that tape was like forever. Yeah. I forgot all about that. Oh yeah. my god! But I do remember this. Uh, I do remember this uh, poster that you made. <laughs> yeah, well, and I well, uh, put it on the front door. Okay, yeah. that, that's coming up later. I got that in here. Don't you worry. Um, hey, what can you tell me about Dick Hoyne? <laughs> Isn't he? Did he pass away? Uh, he, rest in peace. He did pass away, but we're celebrating his away. life right now. So when Dick oh. Hoyne was alive. <laughs> Um, what can you tell me about him? He was a business owner, right? He owned a business. He owned a business. He was a raging alcoholic. Oh, well, I didn't know that part. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He liked his cocaine too. Oh, Jimmy um, Cricket. Now, do you, uh, do you like to procreate? 
I'm not really sure about that. Um, <laughs> you don't remember that saying, uh, do you? Yeah, I do. I do remember. Okay, so, You're just um, not, trying I, to keep trying to keep it clean. Trying to keep it clean, except for the cocaine part. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. Well, we're gonna move on. Uh, all right. So let's talk about local. Let's talk about local food in your area. I consider you somebody way advanced. Like when we were in college, you were one of the few people that were like, oh, that's not good food. You got to go to the common man or, and you had worked in restaurants, um, you know, up until that point and continued, you know, summer jobs during college. So I, I kind of, you're like somebody who I would trust if you said, don't go here or go here. So of the restaurants that you've, um, that you've got out there, what would you consider like the go-to local places i don't want any chains i mean the local stuff that's close to your house you know, um, that's the place it's kind of expensive but we like to go to chinooks and we like to go to rays okay. boathouse uh but almost any place is, is good i mean the, the, the restaurant industry in seattle has definitely uh blown up in the last 15 years okay and uh, when i first moved here there was nothing i mean there, it, it was the worst town for food but uh it is definitely uh yeah, it's definitely uh, blown up in the last 20 years. So is Chinooks, is that the one that's kind of over by the by SeaTac um, on that main highway there? No. No? No. Chinooks is right no. in downtown right. by the, like by the wharf. It's right by our place. Okay. Now, do you it's live in, near the in Ballard. Oh, Ballard. That's, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's, wasn't the, was the yacht club that we went to that time for the wedding, was that in Ballard? No, no. Was that was over by the university district, the, the University of Washington. Yeah. I forgot all about that, too. Oh, my God. That was fun. We were dri- I forget yeah. if it was you or if it was Mike, but somebody was driving us home. Mike was driving, and the girl was puking all over the place. <laughs> she puked all over the car. That's, that's what I was thinking <laughs> of. That's the one. Yeah. And she was like and, – and the thing about her was it's talk about – it's karma shows itself in different ways, but she was that girl who at the party was like – you're not fucking drinking. You drink more. You got to drink. Don't be a pussy. Nah, nah, nah. I'm going to buy you a shot. And she's just like out of control. And then when it's time to go home, she literally is just losing all bodily control and, and making a <laughs> of, of poor Mike's car. Yep. So speaking of, so again, you, you worked, you know, Yokins when it was open, you worked there, you worked in Nantucket at a couple of great restaurants that I actually got a chance to, to go to when we visited, if you could pick the restaurant that you worked at, and it doesn't have to be like the nicest or highest end, but the restaurant we were like, okay, that is the best food of any of the places that I've worked at. Which restaurant would that be? Uh, well, it was probably, it, it, it didn't serve Indian food, but it was called the India house. And that was on Nantucket. That's the and one. Like, I, every, every time I, Every time I say that, people oh, every, every 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 town's got an Indian food place. It, it had nothing to do with that. It had nothing to do with Indian food, but it was really good. So, if I'm not mistaken, uh, when when Sean and I went to go visit you that summer, you were working at two different places. You were working at a place called the Rope Walk, I think it was called. Yeah, and yep. the India House. And you got a night off when we were there, and we ate at the India House. And I think you lived with the chef, one of the chefs at the India House. I think so. Yeah. You lived in this weird, yeah. this weird place that had like this graffitied basement. That's all I remember. It was like we slept down the basement. And it, it was like a crack house or something. But, um, but th- I remember going to that restaurant, and that was like the first time that I had experienced like fine dining. I think we were twenty two, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, something like that, and I was blown away. Like we got a nice bottle of wine. And like the food was legit, and I remember being so blown away that you actually that you worked there and that you you know made food there. It was just impressive. So I, that it's funny that you say that particular place because that was one of the places I actually got to to try. Good stuff there. Yeah, I think we took ecstasy, didn't we? <laughs> we got all fucked up. I think that was the year after. If allegedly, oh, okay. allegedly. If that were, oh, I mean, sorry, if it, it might not have been you. Oh no, I mean, might not it, have been you. Been. I mean, I went there a couple times, and I. But that night that allegedly happened, I remember going to a bar in downtown Nantucket, and we were drinking Jack and Cokes, and I swear to yep. God, we had twenty of them, 
and yep. it, it just got, didn't seem to make a dent. It just was just like uh, we got we got alcohol poisoning that night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah or, we or did. Caffeine and sugar or something. It was uh, that was fun. Then we went back to your place, and and uh, all your roommates were up and listened to old Elton John albums. It was a blast. That was a we, good time. Well, we ended up at the in the Gunn's house. Peter Gunn, who owns the Cleveland Cavaliers, we ended up in his house. Remember that? Yes, I do remember that. I had forgotten until you just said that. Holy shit, that's right. Wow. Was he the guy? Yeah, we were, Did we see him at that we bar? Up that night. No, it was uh, one of the guys I worked with. He was their pool boy. And he's like, hey, the guns aren't the guns aren't here uh, right now. Let's go over there. And they, had a, they had a pool and everything. And, oh, yeah, that's awesome. we had a blast. Um, all right. Can you please explain to, uh, you know, the audience here and the people listening, uh, I'm going to put a, a, a two phrase word into quotes and I want you to explain what it is. And that phrase is jewel gem. It's a jewel gem. Um, what is a jewel gem? You might've found it in PEMI. You might've found it on 47 main street. Any, any, I have no idea. Really? Nope. Well, nope. I'll do my best to try to fill in the gaps for you. So you you were undoubtedly the cleanest of our three roommates freshman year, and no doubt about it. And I was the least cleanly. I, I was the, the least helpful. And then we moved to 47 Main Street. Um, and again, you were the one that was picking up the majority of the slack cleaning. <clears throat> and every once in a while when you'd be cleaning, you'd be like, uh, oh, I found myself a nice little jewel gem. And it was like if I would get like a sandwich or a sub or, or a beer and I'd leave it in a place that maybe wasn't totally visible, but it was there, you'd find it and you'd clean up after me like a good roommate and you'd always call it a jewel gem. And I, and I have to say, I credit you pointing me, like calling me out on my, my, my disgusting habits as a reason why I'm not like that anymore and I've carried that jewel gem weight with me this whole time. And for you not to remember it, it's kind of heartbreaking. I, you know, I, 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 I go to the truth. I remember you eating it out of a trash can coming home shit-faced. That, that I remember. So, yeah, that I remember. Well, that, you know what? I'm not going to confirm nor deny that, but it could have happened. I mean, look, we were poor. We were starving. We live next to a Chinese food restaurant. It's a bad combination um, when you're in college. Um, all right. So uh, best. Jo- so right now, you know, both of us are adults, quote unquote, and we've got, you know, you know, responsibilities and jobs and what have you. But jobs before you've got responsibilities are different and that they're a lot more fun. Like when you work in a restaurant, it's a lot more fun. I think you might have worked at a golf course at one point in time. But of all the jobs you had before, like your first quote unquote real world job. What was your favorite job ever? It could be delivering newspapers. It could be anything. What was your best and most enjoyable job? Uh, Um, I might have to come back to that one. Okay. I've had a lot of jobs. I've had a lot of jobs. So, um, you know what? Let's put yeah, a, I'll, have to come, I'll have to come back to that one. We're going to put a pin in that. I'm going to put a pin in that. Okay. We're going to come back to it. That's not a problem. Hey, we've got the technology. Okay. We can do it. I'll okay. write it down. I'll write it down. Yeah, write it down. Let the thoughts come. Okay. We're not right. going to try to force it. Um, job. Okay. Now, we talked, about yeah. the, uh, we talked about the driving situation, and you said, you know, most of the drivers out there – you know, small things. Well, actually, you know what? Okay, go ahead. I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to come back to it. The best job I ever had was at that insurance company, only because the fringe benefits were so good. I mean, I got free tickets to every single thing uh, that came through all the arenas. Uh, I got, we had season tickets for everything. We had a suite. Yeah. And I got to see every single game, whether it was basketball, football, baseball, uh, concerts. I got to see everything. And I, I, I used it to the fullest. I mean, nobody, nobody used to, to take the tickets, so I would take the tickets, and I'd go every night to something. Yeah, whether it was so. So I would have to say that I remember going out there to see you when I sold my company in 1999, and we went to Safeco Field, and you had killer, killer seats. I think they were behind home plates. Home plate, and they had they were like, they were right right behind home plate, yep. right behind home plate, and I think it was somehow part of like there was like a club section that also and people came in like 
took your order and shit. And I was just like, whoa. I'd never, yeah, ever been in seats nice. like that before. That was great. And in Safeco Field, and that was, I think, it had only been open for maybe a year or two. It was pretty, pretty. No, that was the second night. That was the second night it was open, <laughs> I believe. Is that right? Wow. I think so. Yeah, for sure. I know it was new, I, and and I wouldn't be surprised if it was the second night. But it was a blast. Beautiful night. Good ball game. Holy shit! Yeah, that was uh, not, was that ninety nine? It had to have been ninety nine because I sold my business. Uh, yep, ninety nine. Yep. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, that there's your answer. Sometimes you just let it come to you, and yeah. it comes to you, right? So, okay. So going back to Seattle, New England, we talked <clears> about the driving, um, and it sounds like there's a lot of transplants um, from other areas, just like you. But, you know, for people that have either been there for long enough so they can't really be considered transplants anymore or people that grew up there. Because, I did, you know, I met some people when I was out there that grew up in Ballard and they lived in Ballard their whole life. What's the biggest difference in, like, the personality of the people from – what do you got there, a vibrator? What the hell is that thing? Oh, my wife's leaving. The oh, garage the garage door? door? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. She's had enough of us. Um, um, so what's the yeah. what's the biggest difference between uh, people or or just in overall living, like you know, living in New England it's, versus living there? Well, it's kind of like I said before, uh, just because since everybody's from somewhere else, it's you don't have a lot of you know uniformity like you do in New England, you know. Um, so it's just you just got a lot of different. Uh, uh, got a lot of different ideas and, and, and thoughts on how things should be done. You know, there's, yep. there's like I said, there, there's a lot of, lot more uniformity in, in New England. You know, people are, are do the same thing. Um, where here, there's just so many people from everywhere else. It, it's just all over the place. Yeah, and uh, it's it's not going to get any better. It's going to it's going to continue to be the same. But that's, that's fine. Yeah, you, know, you just get used to it. Yeah. But it does piss you off, though. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, people can piss you off. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> it happens to me every day. Um, so, quick question, and you can decline to answer this if you'd like. Uh, have you signed up to get the vaccine yet? Uh, we uh, – I can't get it until April 16th here. Okay. Okay. That's so cool. That's when, that's when we're able to start. New Hampshire was a little bit different. New Hampshire, they opened it up to our age group, which is the over 40 um, age group. Like on the first day you could do it was the 29th of March. I went right on. And the first day I could get was April, April 13th. No, it might've even been the 19th of March. It was early. Anyway, I I couldn't get one until April 13th and it was going to be a two shotter, but they just opened up this weekend Loudon Speedway in uh, Loudon, New Hampshire, and Hampshire Speedway. They're going to do 12,000 of the uh, Johnson & Johnson one-shotters. So I'm going to go up right. this Saturday and get it done. So we'll see if I uh, we'll see if I morph into something weird after that, but I'm getting it done. My dad's coming the up. Johnson Johnson. Go ahead. The Johnson Johnson's only one shot. Yeah, one, one shot. And it's the only one. And look, huh. I'm t- I'll tell you right up front, I know nothing about vaccines, just for the record. But what I do know is that the Johnson and Johnson is the one shot. It's also the only one that doesn't use mRNA technology. Now, what that means specifically, other than it's more of a traditional, like when you get a flu vaccine or a shingles vaccine, they use dead virus cells to immunize you. Well, that's what the Johnson and Johnson one does also. And that's different than the others. And again, I have no idea if that's good or if it's not good, but it's the one I'm getting. So it's, uh, it's going to have to work. So we'll see. So you got a date. That's good. Hmm. Good to hear. Yep. Yep. All right. But I, yeah, they don't have, they don't have that. They don't have that one out here. They only have the double, the, the double shot. Yeah. The Johnson. As far Johnson, as I know. Yeah. No. It, well, Honestly, until I heard this, I found out today that they were doing the the twelve thousand at the at the speedway with Johnson and Johnson. Before that came out, everybody only had the the two shots. So who knows? It's I would have taken whatever they could have told me it was a three shotter, and I would have said okay. You know, it doesn't really matter. All right, we're gonna go back in time. We're gonna go back to um, the Portsmouth High School time period. 
Uh, who was your favorite teacher at Portsmouth High School? Mr. Wetworth. Good answer. Yes. Fucking ding, 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 ding. English. He, he taught English. Pot, big pot smoker, too. Yeah. Or no, uh, science fiction analysis. Well, that's true. I guess it's a language arts, but you're right. That's specifically what it was. He was oh, okay. yeah, the best. Yeah. He went to UNH. He played in the football team. He went to high school with my dad. Great, great guy. Wow. I, you know what? When I was thinking about who you were going to say, I didn't think you were going to say him, but that's a great answer. I really liked him a lot. That was cool. Um, all right. So back then, and I think you probably still consider yourself a skier, but back then you were really a skier. You went to, if I'm not mistaken, Utah on a trip with the school. You used to go skiing all the time when we were in Plymouth. What's the best mountain that you've ever skied? Uh, absolutely. Without a doubt, Jackson Hole. Jackson Hole. Absolutely. Right. Hands down. That's the best place ever. Was that a Portsmouth High School trip also? Uh, I went twice in high school and I went twice in college. Oh, no way. So, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Which now? Uh, I went with I went with Sean, uh, your, uh, uh, Sean and uh, the people you knew. Uh, Brad Ouellette and okay. Sean McGowan, those guys. Oh, I went with yeah, those guys. yeah, yeah. Brad Ouellette. Oh, my God. I haven't heard that name. Blonde hair. Uh, friends mm-hmm. with Folger. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I didn't realize it went out there. That's awesome. Um, and there's no comparison to the mountains around here. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. No. No. Nope. Do you still ski now? Uh, I haven't in a while. Yeah. I, I want to get back into it. Yep. Uh, and if I get back in shape, that's going to be my big motivation. Yeah. So, if I get back in shape. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of start. I started to about six months ago, and I, I got it. I got about a month into it, and then I stopped. Yeah. yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough for a lot of reasons. I mean, I've stopped and started a number of times, and uh, COVID didn't help. Um, but recently, in the last, I started again beginning of February, and I've dropped about twelve. And it comes down to it's diet. It really is diet. It's like you could work your ass off in the gym, but at our age. You know, it's like if you're not if you're not watching what you're eating, um, it almost doesn't matter what the fuck you do. Yeah, it was after I had my panic attack, and I remember that's that when I tried to tried to change things up a little. Yeah, right. and it does work. You get a sweat on, and and it, and it helps. But uh, you know, the time absolutely. The time. Yeah. How old's Charlie now? Is he fourteen? Fifteen. He's fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. So is he thinking? Is it is is driving like on the horizon or is it not quite? Oh, we take him out. No, we take him out quite a bit. That's cool. Um, any, anytime we get out away from the city, I'll, I'll get him behind the wheel. Yeah. You know, we went camping a couple months ago over the summer. I'm like, all right, dude, you're taking us home. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Yeah. On the highway or back roads? Uh, no, it's back roads. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man, driving a car, there's only one way to learn, and that's to fucking drive a car. That's it. Pretty you can, much. Yeah. You know, you can be taught everything you can be taught, but you got to actually get behind the wheel and do it. Hey, what's the worst beer that you've ever convinced yourself was okay to drink? It's okay to what? To drink. Like, you convince yourself, oh, no, I, I it's okay. I'm going to have this beer, even though it's terrible. Like, what's the worst beer you've ever had, essentially? I don't the worst beer. Yeah, the worst beer. You know what a beer is? Oh, okay. Yeah, I just couldn't hear what you're saying. Here. Um, I thought you were saying beer. Yeah, what's the what's the worst beer that you've ever had? Beer. Uh, I hate Heineken. <laughs> I fucking hate that shit. Wait a second. Of all the it's like beer, skunk we... piss. Okay, time yeah. out. We drank. Golden I will drink. Eight. Go ahead. I'll drink that shit over Heineken any day. Absolutely. I'll drink Milwaukee's best over Heineken. Damn. Sure. Really? Yep. It just tastes like skunk. It just tastes like skunk piss. Man, I hate that shit. Are you sure that it wasn't it. like skunked beer that had been out in the sun or something like that? No, no. And actually, truthfully, I haven't had a beer in years. I mean, I drink vodka. I drink vodka now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't drink, I drink much beer anymore. Now. But I mean, that was kind of like the staple go-to drink in college, and and we never drank. Right. I mean. Did we ever drink Heineken then? We never drank Heineken. Did we? 
No, I just it just came to my mind. That's all. Gotcha. Okay. Hey, uh, you were, and I, I would say you probably still are, uh, a music aficionado way before anybody else was. You had a killer stereo, way better than anybody had thought of getting. You were nice enough to bring it to our dorm room freshman year. Uh, and we had a couple of CDs that we, cause CDs were brand new. Like nobody had, this is 1988. Nobody really had a ton of CDs, but you had the CD player and a killer speaker system. Just everything was great about it. But there were two CDs in particular that we played over and over again. Do you remember what those were? Uh, I, I don't. Truthfully. Mm. Sorry. Uh, no, that's okay. Something, some things were, <clears throat> some were a blur, man. <laughs> Well, look, of all, the, of all the things to forget, I think this is probably one that deserves to be forgotten. So th- we had two CDs, I, and I had, the first two CDs I ever bought, I still own them. I bought them only because I didn't have a CD player, but you had a CD player. So I bought Houses of the Holy, Led Zeppelin. I actually bought three. I bought Houses of the Holy, Led Zeppelin. I bought uh, James Taylor, Mudslide Slim, which was our during-the-day take-a-nap music. And then that we had uh, ten thousand maniacs in my tribe, right. <clears throat> and okay. we did not have a great selection. We had those three, and then we might have gotten a few more, but they were like twenty bucks at the time, and twenty bucks in eighty eight was a lot of money. So I remember we knew every word of every song of all three of those, and we uh, <laughs> we we wore them out pretty quick. But that was that was a lot of fun, and yet I I still appreciate you bringing those um, that speaker system to Plymouth because without that we would have been lost. You also I knew who Bob Marley was. My dad listened to Bob Marley when I was a kid, but I have to credit you with reintroducing Bob Marley to me when we were going. I think we were going up to orientation or maybe the summer before. But you had you had a disc or I think it was actually a tape. You had a tape in your car, and I remember thinking, "Man, this guy." this is good. Like Bob Marley is fucking good. And from that point on, I got so, so into Bob Marley, but you were kind of the the catalyst there. So hats off to Brian Van Wagner. Cheers for Brian Van Wagner. Yay. Yay, Brian. All right. For me. All right. So I know one of your heroes is uh, David Letterman. And I wanted to see if you can help uh, explain to the people in the audience here, the brilliance uh, of that man. He's an American treasure. Um, and, and before I do any more damage to his reputation, why don't you tell me what you think of David Letterman? I, I, well, I thought it was, it was one of the best interviewers ever. Uh, he could turn a bad interview into a good one. He could turn a, a shitty guest into a great one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, uh, you know, it was his just little comebacks. It was his little, little under the, you know, under the cuff comments that, that he would make that would just make, make the, make the show. Yeah. And, uh, also, you know, Paul Schaefer and the band was like the absolute best band, uh, as far as TV was concerned, TV bands. Oh, um, by a mile. Absolutely. Should, absolutely should be in the rock and roll hall of fame. Oh, absolutely. That's a good perspective. I'd never given that much thought, but, yeah, Paul Schaefer, and he not only played in that band, but he was in a number of other studio, uh, you know, groups. And he was—he's a very talented. He knows every fucking song ever. Dave would just say a song or a th- or like a phrase, and Paul would just start playing right. playing the song. And within two seconds, the entire yeah. band had picked it up and they were on it. Yeah, absolutely. Dave Letterman. I remember you. Uh, when, what was when, the other? <laughs> When David Letterman retired, you called me, you either called me or texted me or emailed me and you were like, I can't believe he's off the air. I can't, it, it's, it's, I, was, I, I cried. Well, there you go. There you go. And there's nothing, that's nothing to be yeah. embarrassed of. I mean, he was a big part of our life. Think about when he was huge. He was huge from 80. Well, he, he got started in 81, 82. And he was a thing all through college and all throughout. So he was 25 years, he was a staple of American cultural, um, you know, the touchstone, yeah. right? Did you Late ever watch? Night. Late, Late night. That was it. Have you watched his Netflix special at all? No, no. So I nope. watched a couple of them. Uh, I watched one with my girlfriend, which she was interviewing um, Kim Kardashian. And um, I got to tell you, you said make a bad guest a good guest. 
I'm not a Kim Kardashian fan at all. I, and I honestly can't stand her, to be frank. But he made me, like, I watched it because my girlfriend wanted to see her on it, and he actually made her enjoyable. He made her personal. He made her human. Um, and he did it just through those small, little, dry, you know, half-spoken, like, half, you know, under the undercurrent, like, totally under underspoken um, is wit. Is, is one of a kind. He's good. Hey, um, absolutely. When's your next planned visit back east? Uh, we are going to Maine in July. Oh, cool. Same time we always do. Is that like third week in July? Third week. Sweet. You guys stay at the same place as last year? Uh, yes. Same place as last year, but not the year before that. Not the year before that. So you got not the place you guys got married at. Nope. 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 That was a, what a place to get nope. married. You guys really. You picked oh, we actually home. found a better place. The, the, the place we found last year, which we're going to uh, also rent this year is I thought way better. It's right on the water. Wow. Yeah. So the, your porch is right, you know, looking right at the water. Are you on the nubble? And, uh, yeah, we're on, uh, you know where the, the arcade is, right? Yeah, that's short sands, yep. Okay, so if you're if you're standing on the beach looking at the water, it's to the right. Just like, you know, a five-minute walk. Uh, yeah, you're, so you're right at the beginning of the nubble. That's a great, great spot. That's right, awesome. right. Um, all right. Hey, what was the name of the hotel we stayed at in Cancun? The Casamaya. <laughs> so all the other shit that I asked you, like, I don't remember. I don't remember. Everything's a blur. I'm not sure. That hotel, right there in the frontal cortex. You've got it. And we had a blast. Oh my god, did we ever? Holy shit! And I think the reason why you remember that um, was exactly what you just did. That little. That little ditty, that little song that we heard somebody. Yeah. There was people. Somebody so, yelled it out. Somebody yelled it out. And that was it. That was so much fun. I, so, and we personally, I, I never went on a spring break without selling t-shirts door to door in the dorms. And you accompanied me a few times. Uh, so what's the perfect, what's the perfect way to sell a t-shirt to a college freshman in a dorm room? Well, you got to bring beer with you. That does not hurt. Um, but other than that, remember the move. Well, you got to wear one. You got what? Well, that's that's also true. But the move was the move that always worked for you and I. We walk in, we hold it up, and then we would throw the throw the shirt at them, right? And then they're holding it in their hands, right? And they just got there. I think we were selling them for ten bucks a piece or whatever it was, and. They've got they've got all the money in the account because they haven't had a chance to blow it on stupid shit yet. And the minute they're holding it, they're like, yeah, I go to college. I'm a college student. Here's a college shirt. Yes. We went through like, I don't know, 400, 300 shirts in an afternoon once. We just ripped through yeah. every dorm. Yeah. And uh, that's how Everybody's we wearing the same T-shirt the next day. <laughs> Totally true. Yep, that's exactly right. We we try to make different designs every year, and then by like the third year that we did it, we kind of ran out of creative steam, and they, and they didn't get. Or, it. We did the absolute yeah, one. Yeah. We did yabba dabba doobie. Yabba dabba doobie. Yep, yep. <laughs> you know, Mike still has one of those. That first one with the martini glass. It does it really. Yep. So I, uh, when I moved, I sold my place in Maine a couple of years ago and moved to, uh, back to New Hampshire. And when I had to go through everything in my house and fucking either chuck it or move it or give it away or whatever. And I found a whole huge box of all my college t-shirts and I found one of every one that we sold. We had like a, we had the Heineken one. We had absolute, we had a BMW. We had that dude that we drew. Oh, with that's the, right. With the, um, the martini glass. We had a few good ones. We, uh, we, I, I think we, and then after I graduated, I kept going back and doing it even afterwards. But what happened was something really weird around 94, I was at UNH and I was selling t-shirts and that was right when they started to kind of keep an eye on like, who the fuck is walking around the dorms right now? Like who? So that's when I started to get heat. Like 
where, who are you? Like before that, it, you could walk in and it was just like no big deal. Door to door selling shirts. You couldn't do that now. You could not walk through a dorm room right now and just randomly try to sell people T-shirts. It wouldn't happen. So one more thing that is no longer. Um, hey, movie that's made you laugh the hardest, Brian Van Wagner. Uh, I, I, that's another one I'll have to come back to. Okay, we're going to put a pin in that. I'm going to put a little pin. And um, uh, Okay, what is the Mount Rushmore of vices for you? And it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It can be a Snickers bar. It can be a Coke. It can be a pack of butts. But if you had to pick four uh, things. Four? Yeah, that's Mount Rushmore. There's four, there's four old dudes on the, on the mountain. You pick four things. You want to pick one? You can pick one. We'll call it the I'll fucking one. Statue of Liberty of Vices. Uh, my vice is fucking scratch tickets. I remember. So pull tabs or yeah, scratch I tickets? Gotta, yeah, scratch tickets. Scratch tickets. What's the most you've ever wanted a scratch ticket? Uh, five grand. No fucking way. When? Yeah. Uh, it was about 10 years ago. Damn. I just want I just want five grand on the daily game like two weeks ago. Did you really? Yeah, you know the daily game, you know, they pick like three numbers, like one, two, three, and if they come up straight. Yeah. I had yeah. ten bucks on two four had ten bucks on two four nine that came up. Five G. Damn, dude. Now would you say tax tax free as well? It, lottery winnings are tax free or is it because it's under a certain amount? The, the the daily game is. Oh, okay. So again, it's under five hundred bucks. You can you can um, you can deny answering this question, uh, but I'm just curious. Would you say that over the course of scratch ticket um, consumption, are you up or down? Oh, I'm definitely down. <laughs> but I am pretty fucking lucky, though. I will I will tell you that. Well, shit. If you've won five grand twice, you're doing better than me. I've won fifty bucks maybe once. And I like scratch. Oh tickets. shit! I've got I've got a pile of hundred dollar winners right here. So what what are you waiting for? So I did pretty well. Uh, I just kind of I just use them as I need it for oh. crap like gasoline and shit like that. You know, that's cool. That's a cool way to do it. Um, I remember when I when I went out to see you when I was selling the business in '99 again, and we went to we went to a bar. I think it was called the Viking, if I remember correctly, or maybe it was some other. But there was these things I had never seen them before and I still haven't seen them except for in that one bar. And they're probably out in Seattle all over the place, but there were these things called pull tabs. I think they were called and they had these yep. like, plastic jugs and you, and you just, we sat at the bar and you were like, you know, we ordered whatever we were drinking. You're like, yeah, give me 10. And the guy pulled down this plastic jug and you picked out these 10 pull tabs and just sat there and they're kind of like scratch tickets, but you don't have to scratch. You just kind of pull it open. And I, I've right. never seen those anyplace else. Are those still a thing out there? Uh, it's 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 diminishing quick. Yeah, because they're hard. I think there's only one place. Well, it's just uh, yeah. I I mean, there was only a few bars that did it anyway. Um, any new bar doesn't do it, but uh, no, the older our older places like places that just serve beer and wine used to do those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I live right across the street from a Viking now. Oh no way! Yeah, well, it's it's gone now. It's a, it's a huge apartment building, but ah, that's we live right across the street. That was a, that was a cool little spot. I remember and feeling like this it was, is, you know, like a little not a dive bar, but like a, just a neighborhood cool spot. You know, it was a great bar. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, so we've got that one question. I'm going to remind you. It's we've got a pin in it. The, the movie that's made you laugh the hardest. Aside, oh, aside, uh, no, it's okay. Just don't stress it. It'll come to you. It'll come to you. And and look, here's the thing. It doesn't matter what you say. There's no wrong answer, right? Because everything makes people laugh in a different way. Aside from, I'm as- trying to trying to go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. You're trying to what? You're trying to think of the funniest movie, right? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So aside from, I don't, nothing's coming to mind at all. That's the thing. Nothing is coming to mind. Mind. Okay. Uh, well, whatever. Go ahead. I mean, you see, you have laughed, right? It's happened. Yeah. Okay. 
So, I, I mean, I'm going to give you a couple suggestions. Have you seen Old School? Have you seen Caddyshack? Have you seen <laughs> yeah, fucking Wedding Crashers? All right. Well, there. They, any of those answers are okay. completely acceptable. Right. Um, how about how about you know what I've watched lately a couple times? It's Kingpin. Okay, that's not a bad one. That's not right. a bad one. Bill Murray, Woody Harrelson, Woody Harrelson, Woody Harrelson, right? Fairly right. Brothers. I love that one. It's right. the Amish, the Amish bowling champ. If I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Dig it. All right, there you go. See, that wasn't so hard. All right, so we got two questions left. Two questions. Um, first right. question, I feel like I'm going to ask you this one first because I have a feeling you're going to say uh, put a pin in that one too. So favorite TV show of all time, all time. Favorite TV show of all time. Damn. Yeah, you're going to have to put a pin in that one too. Yeah, that's okay. All right. No, so, no. Now, uh, so favorite here we go. TV show. Yeah, TV show. It doesn't have to be a funny show. It could be a serious show. It could be a news show. It could be fucking David Letterman. It could be anything. We'll come back to it. Uh, yeah, let's just do, let's just do Seinfeld. I'll do Seinfeld. Oh, all right. Nothing wrong that? with that answer. That's a, a an all time classic. So's Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend both of those. Okay, last question. Can you? And by the way, the audience has been waiting. Uh, for this question, uh, can you, I'm sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Can you please help the listeners uh, remotely and the people in the audience here understand what it's like to have a full college tour of mothers and daughters and sons and dads walking by your room uh, <laughs> to to look on the doorway when our door is wide open yeah. to see us all in right, there, right. and then to see a poster and to realize mm-hmm. that, that poster is uh, a picture of you. Uh, a real picture of you, but then superimposed with not you. And instead of it be not being you, it's the bottom half of a porn star um, with a little caption that says something. <clears throat> and you realize yeah. the, the shock and the horror uh, on the people's faces. What's that like? Yeah, that wasn't a good one. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was kind of bad, actually. Dude. The mother goes, I like your picture. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and what did it say on it? Suck on this and shut up, bitch. Oh, no, 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 no. What it said yes, was. I believe no, that's what it said. Never. Yes, it was. What it said was. Well, I tell you what. I'm, I'll tell you what I think it said. And you tell me if, if you want to stick with your answer. What it said was uh, Big Bry makes me hot and horny. I think that's what it said. Next to the woman's face. Now I don't know what might have said next to your face. I wasn't in charge of that. It was John Connor? He he was in charge of whatever. Oh, yeah. whatever I don't think so. Whatever you said. I, here's what I remember about it more than anything else was we had it. You were at class, okay, and we put it up. John and I put it up right after you went to class, first thing in the morning, and it was up all day. And it was one of those days where you know. You get classes all day. You stay at the mob. You have lunch, whatever. And by the time you came back at four, there had been like a cavalcade of everybody walking by. And so you were the last one to see it. And I think you actually liked it because the person that we melded you with, like the porn star, I think, you know, it didn't it didn't hurt. Um, it wouldn't have hurt your uh, image with the ladies, put it that way. Um and it was a great well, picture. Well, the bottom half, yeah. the bottom half was a real picture. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying to you. Yes. No, the bottom half was a was a, a true picture of me. <laughs> I don't know where you got it, but <laughs> no, definitely not true. That's that's what you call fake news, right there. Um, but no, no and it's I, not I, what I remember. Well, I mean, you couldn't remember what what beer we drank, so uh, I, I'm not well, saying I remember that, that one. Well, that was fun. It was one of the many, many fun times that we had. And, and one more just quick tidbit. So then we, then we decided, okay, let's go live on Main Street. We had the worst landlord ever. We had electric heat, so it fucking was so cold and so expensive. We started off with four roommates, and we ended up with two, me and you, because the other two people filled out. So we, I have to say, we got out of that school. Both of us got out with diplomas. 
and we we managed to survive 47 Main Street, which is uh, it was a feat, and we did it. So hats off to you and me. Yeah, it only took me six years. Hey, it's not a matter. It's listen. It's 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 the journey. It's not the uh, length of time. You there are people that have taken five and a half and still don't get a diploma. You got your diploma. That's what counts. You did it. And uh, if you can see right now what's happening in this crowd, they are absolutely on their feet cheering. They can't believe what a great guest you've been. What a funny humorous guest. Oh, your, your wit. I mean. It had them laughing throughout the entire thing. I appreciate yeah. your time, Brian. Um, I know that sometimes, you know, you, 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 it's tough to get connected in the summer when you come up, and, and I get that. Hopefully this summer when you come up, um, we can grab a drink or I can stop by and see, uh, see the fam. I'm going to be vaccinated. Hopefully all your family will too, and we can hang out like civilized Americans and enjoy uh, the coast of Maine together. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> then, or, or maybe not. Um, but no, I'm that's looking. fine. I, I'm up for it. All right. Is your brother going to be there too? Yeah, we're all well, 13 of us. Damn. Thir- Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. 13. You, yes, your lovely wife, Charlie, your parents, your brother. Oh, that's right, because there's kids. Your brother's got kids. Yeah, we got yeah, my yeah. sister, her husband, his her kid. My brother's got three kids and his girlfriend. Right, Amy, who you know. Yeah, oh, she's awesome. She's awesome. Shout out to Amy Cybeta. Oh, and then and then and then her her daughter, so fourteen. Oh, so, yeah. Wow, it's a full house. Well, hey, look, if there's room and it works out, no pressure. I don't want to. I know. I know you don't like stuff like that. I don't want you to feel pressured. But if it works out, love to see you. And, um, uh, if I don't see you then that's okay. And, uh, no matter what you do, uh, have fun tonight. You're watching the game. Who are you rooting for? Who's going to win? Of course, Gonzaga, man. They're from Spokane, Washington. Yeah, boy. They, they should win. Yeah. And they, they are the funnest team to watch. Um, I love their program. I love the way they do it. I hope they win. Too. Been watching them for 20 years. Since you moved out there? Actually, maybe even before I moved out here. But anyway. Yeah. I mean, I remember but, there was a period yeah, of time where a, they kind of broke it. They weren't a big – they were a, they were always a big basketball school, but they weren't a top four team like 30 or 40 years ago. They kind of fought no, their way, no. to, right? And then Dick Stockton. Yeah, their, their program is – yeah. Their program uh, is what? Go ahead. It has been growing for years now, yes. I mean, but that's it anyway all right i wish you could see the audience they loved having you i loved having you i appreciate your time i hope you have a great night say hi to your wife and uh, hopefully i'll see you this summer man okay thank you later all right bye